Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, our heroes successfully scouted out the Stormwind Stockades, pinpointing the location of Harrison Jones and their other allies. Butch plans to run distraction while Ari and Falkus infiltrate the prison, but is splitting the party really the right thing to do? If the worst happens and the guards are called, what will our heroes be able to do about it? Let's find out now as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. You guys break. You have a lunch. You uh, discuss the findings because you guys split up a little bit. So it's like, hey, this is what I saw. This is what we saw. What now? It is still pouring rain outside. Cats and dogs. Um, we have some prep to do, right? Okay. Well, I'll tell you what I'm doing. Y'all can figure out what y'all are doing, but I but I promised a bit of a party. First, I'm going to head over to the Silver Shanty and pick up some supplies. Um, just some normal stuff that they have there. Some training dummies. I'm, I'm going to take two training dummies. Uh, four hand axes and four daggers. Okay, nothing nothing crazy. Yeah, right? for sure. Okay. Um, this is the harder part. Now, I want to head up toward... No, I put that, you know, in the, in the end, just waiting on for a minute, for a little while. Um, now I want to head up towards kind of this area, like north of the Dwarven District, heading towards the Cataclysm um, portals or in, in the Embassy kind of area. And this is what I'm trying to do. I know it's, it's pouring rain. I get that. Okay. But I'm trying to forage for things people typically wouldn't think of to, to eat or the things that people aren't you know like cultivating in their under in their gardens necessarily um some root plants edible flowers nuts you know some edible leaf like leafy things um i i may be like heading up towards the uh north of the embassy a little bit to try to get into the foresty kind of area, a little mountainy kind of foresty area. See if anything's growing out there. That's step one. So that section is actually pretty well trafficked, so it's not that there's going to be too, too much to be found there. Um, it may be the case that outside the city, like out into the Elwyn Forest, may be a better place to forage. Um... If you were to go in that direction as you cross over the Valley of Heroes and get out mm -hmm. into the forest itself, it's a light drizzle, but it seems like that may be an effect of the storm being so close by. You look back toward the city and see that the storm is centralized over Stormwind. That's crazy, 
but also we've seen crazier. Uh, with my like weather sense, you know, it. Do I perceive anything other than yeah, Stormwind's screwed up right now? Uh, I would say that a combination of your background feature that lets you sort of predict these sort of things combined with your experiences with the Shard of Blood and the effects that the Shard has had here, it seems very clear to you that this storm is unnatural and was created by the Shard as one of the things that happens overnight um, because the Shard is in the area and it is almost magically uh, almost entirely just over the city of Stormwind. You get out away from the city a little bit and things start to clear up almost right away. There you go. Well, um, hopefully with that, with, with, with it not pouring rain, I'm in Elwyn's yep. forest. And there, there's a lot more stuff in Elwyn forest, right? But I'm not trying to get on his farm and get a cow or anything like that. But th- you know what there's plenty of in Elwyn forest is rabbits. Yeah, for so sure. I'm trying to um, g- get a hold of a few rabbits. Yep. Maybe I think three would be fine. Okay. So... I got that, I got that, and I, I come back to uh, the, the pouring rain into Stormwind, and I come back and I, you know, use the kitchen to, like, kind of skin and clean the rabbits, you know, and put the put the meat in my fridge. This is taking some time, right? But we got some time. We yeah. got, we went in the morning, uh, you know, we're talking about getting back at dusk. Now, the other thing, this is going to cost me some, some gold. But I figure we're in the Dwarven District. This is the place to, to get it. What I'm looking for are two really big casks of dark ale. The higher the booze content, the better. we got to make some, some rabbits, stuff too. that's imported from Ironforge that'll get you where you want to be, and it'll get you there fast. That's that's what, what I'm looking to do. Two, like, like large yeah, casks. Yeah, sure. Okay. What did that set me back? Well, a gallon of, excuse me, a gallon of ale, according to the player's handbook or the DM screen or wherever I got this information, will run you a whole big fat two silver pieces. Oh, right. Okay. So if we're talking about like two big casks of the real good stuff, call it, um, call it two gold total. Jeez. Okay. Here's the thing, Um, man. When you have a society where, like, things aren't easy, sometimes orcs come barreling through your city, keeping the populace uh, well-fueled in this way is the right move. Okay. Um, So, I mean, that reminds me of... Never mind. Uh, Okay, so this is what I'm doing. And I do have a plan for when I get there. Okay, but this is what is happening this afternoon. And once I've secured all this stuff, I got, you know, a good bag full of, like, what looks like random roots and flowers and stuff, but what I would know to be, like, edible and relatively tasty, and you put it in some nuts and stuff. Um, it, I just gathered my stuff, and then I got a little bit of time. Uh, not too much time, but a little bit of time. But, uh, I'll, uh, try to comb myself out, you know, uh, you know, cleaned up, just trying to, you know, 
get, get some food in my belly and stuff. But big, big thing, I, I want to let Ari and Falkus know. Well, yeah, this ain't normal rain, and I don't think this is going to be a surprise. You know, this this rain hasn't lifted at all. But as soon as I get through the uh, through those gates, the Valley of Heroes, and into uh, Elwyn Forest, that rain turns into a drizzle. This this is uh, some kind of spell, some kind of magic is making it rain like this here, which reminds me of the fog that rolls in, which reminds me of all the other weird stuff that happened. Reminds me of the stuff in Duskwood with the with the oh no, there was frozen glass and window panes and. Stormwind too. Typically, this stuff happens at night, but happening right now. I definitely think that crystal is affecting a lot. I don't know if it's something that gets more powerful the more it goes, or what's happening. But I, I think, from what we know, this is definitely the crystal. Now, I, I reckon you know you could be right about that. It could definitely be the crystal, but I'd also say it, I don't think the crystal's just doing this. I said it before, I'll say it again. Someone's got to be behind this. It's not, the crystal's not just thinking for itself and making it rain. Someone's got a hold of this and is, and is doing it. In my opinion. Anyway, have y'all figured out how y'all getting in tonight? I think the sewers are our best bet, unfortunately. I don't think going through the front door is going to be an option for us. Y'all have fun with that. that. I just got cleaned up and I feel great. No sewers for me tonight. Nothing a little prestidigitation can't fix. All that does is cover it up. No, but I think if, as long as you can keep keep the guards who aren't on shift and maybe a couple who are distracted, I mean, that's going to take away half or so of our people we need to worry about list. I'll tell you what, I got a plan. I am going to, and I'm going to really try to do uh, what you just said. I, I, I think it's going to work. We'll, we'll see about that. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I got all this equipment here ready to go. And, uh, when, you know, it becomes dusk, I'll head over. I, I'm ready to go when you are. What's your, uh, what's your escape plan if uh, things go south? I got a nice smile. If things, if things go south, I'm going to be making friends. People like me. No one's going to suspect me of nothing. I won't need to escape. And plus, these guys going to be drunk. All right. My first thought, and I don't think it'll come to this, but my first thought was the bouncy feature. <laughs> I can jump out, out the, the window. window. Yeah, I can jump. Yeah, there's, there's bound to be, a, you know, some windows. The other thing then, too, I think, um, you know, we head down to the end of the hall... Um, do we want to break people out as we go down the hallway? Because uh, we're going to come in from the sewers. Do we want to break people out as we go or break people on our way back? Because eventually we're going to have to congregate. I'm thinking congregating back by the sewers and using the hearthstone. Or actually, if we go through one direction, then we're not backtracking. And we just hearthstone at the end of the hall where the uh, yeah. cave I don't is. Think, I don't think we need to come back. I think letting people... Either letting people out as we go, or unlocking the doors as we go, so it's easy to get them on our way back. I just don't know if we like if we have going through. We have three people: the two archaeologists and Harrison Jones. Then we have to get through the next section, 
and the next section. So either understanding we have liabilities with us now or unlocking the doors and then it's quick just to come back and grab them. I mean, one of those archaeologists looks like he might be good in the combat. I don't know how he got so buff just digging in the dirt, but whatever, I guess. If you don't know about how someone gets buff digging the dirt, then you ain't never dug in the dirt. I have not dug in the dirt. Alright, so we got two guards we're gonna have to take out immediately at the sewers. We got two more in the right wing and two in the far wing. At least the two in the right wing and the far wing are um, doored off if we keep them quiet enough as we take them out or distract them. We'll see how that works. And then there's two guards at that table in that main room as well. When you say take out, not intent I, to kill. Absolutely not. I mean, they're going to be down there if they're if that's the shift, they're going to be down there regardless unless you manage to convince them to go on a skeleton crew. That I will do everything I can to facilitate that. That would be the only thing I can think of. I mean, if that's the case, if they if they drop down those two guards to like one one guard a piece, we can easily quiet them and, and and Assassin's Creed our way into this place. Not killing. Yeah, no, definitely intent to just knock out. All right then. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's what I prefer too. Now, one thing that we didn't figure out is who put these people in there. And don't well, tell I mean, me these guards regard. don't recognize yeah. some of these prisoners. I deduced what Falcus just said. I think the captain of the guard is either doing things on kings, and I'm going to use quotation marks because right now we think it's a fake king, on king's orders mm-hmm. or is off on her own doing things. Right. Um potential uh, wild card in here are those other prisoners. So if we're going to be down there busting out those other prisoners and we're trying to be quiet and stealthy, if we're not busting them out, are they going to be wild cards and, and, and decide to make some noise and call the guards down to, because we're not letting them out too? Do we need to let them out as well and cause a distraction? Ooh, you be careful about that. There, there are some... They're, they're actual hardened criminals, I understand that. But that's that's going to be a problem. Like, what are we going to do about them? Because what's going to keep them from being quiet? That's why I'm wondering if we just unlock the doors. Okay. Unlock the doors. I mean, if we are able... Uh, if we're able to take out the first two guards outside of the room, we could pull a switcheroo, take off their clothes, grab the keys. Oh, yes. And it might be a little... I mean... I didn't notice any female guards in there, but like. I was using the same uh, token for each guard, okay. but there was a mix. They were primarily females. human, uh, but there was a, a, a mix by gender. Okay. So, I mean, our plan could be take out the two guards, be as quiet as possible. Y'all Maybe we can... can draw them into that room, get cat that are not. We don't know that. Let's get that one prisoner who's in major lockdown freed and draw them in. Y'all, what y'all could do if you're going to be dressing up like uh, guards, and remember, uh, you're, you're pretty good, Ari, at that, uh, at that whole uh, disguise situation. Mm-hmm. I bet you could do something before you even got in there with that. You could, um, 
act like these people are in trouble and open the doors for the for the people that you want to open the doors for and be kind of rough and tough with them not let them know that you're saving them and and as long as they look scared of you i think the, the other prisoners would be happy that you're not opening the, that door we could say we have orders to bring them to that room orders from the captain of the guard that gonna cause us problems but we could potentially try to swing that and just say we've got orders from the captain the captain wants because the captain's probably the person who put them in here so if we drop her name as being the person who told us that we're here on special orders to escort them so we're taking out two guards we're supposed to escort them out through the sewers so that people don't see us through coming through the out the front gate or something to that extent like we have to well i mean we could keep it simple at first we got to get them to that room if they question us further we can add to the story. Like, I was, I, I was re- referring to your point about what the other prisoners might do. And no, I think if should... we're dressed as guards, they won't question it. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's that's fair fair enough. Treat them a little crappy. I mean, Harrison will notice us, but if if we're sure that he got your message, he'll probably go with it. Yeah, just be yelling at people like get get over here prisoner if you don't do what i say we'll take you to the gallows it's finally time to take care of your stupid butts god what is this stanford <laughs> you know if the uh the prisoners don't know who you are except for the one of them yeah might as well keep them scared of you and then you know you got people who are actually scared and the other prisoners, you know, will be just fine staying where they are. That's my idea. Y'all do with it what you want. I think that works. Alright, um... Where the heck is the sewer entrance? We didn't scout that one out. Didn't the kids tell us? Yeah, so, yes. um, Mia in particular, I think all of them would have known from di- from discussion, but Mia would have known from actually visiting. The, if you're... If you'll view the map... Uh, the sewers entrance is actually on the other side of the canals from the stockades. It is between where the Cathedral Square, Lion's Rest, Harbor intersection kind of is. It's right in this area. Okay. That uh, that one kid over there in um, at the kids' base had started to write out a plan. Should we check in with him real quick and see if he had any other things that he came up in the time frame? Because he started writing. He was like, you know, sewer, breakout, whatever. I mean, we, we can check in with the kids. What are the chances? Sure. Uh, yeah, what are the okay. chances? What? Y'all, 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 y'all go ahead and do that. And um, I'll meet you on the other side. I think that's a good, good okay. plan. So you still got to get some stuff ready. Yeah, it also, I think, for the purposes of creating a distraction, I think it makes sense for Butch to be there well ahead of you guys trying to yes. sneak in in the first place. So, yeah, separating up like that makes sense. Uh, yeah, you, you bounce your idea off of the Teldrassil kids. They actually had a lot of the same intel that you, like, took the time to pay, uh, put together yourselves. The advantage that you have here is that you've seen it in person. You have a count of guards. You have, like, better layout ideas than if you had been told it secondhand. What you are able to learn from them, like the other thing that they scouted was the people uh, who come and go from there. 
There are city guards that patrol the streets that are not directly affiliated with the prison, but they will alert the prison if they see things that are suspicious. Um, A difference between them and the prison guards is that while the prison guards wear chainmail and shields, the city guard tend to wear full plate and shields. So their armor class is going to be a little bit higher out in the out in the world. You see that uh, oh they they would have also told you that um, <clears throat> regular visitors to the prison include a mage that brings them the conjured food that they have to deal with, um, armorers who repair or replace weapons and equipment, uh, and maintenance personnel, which is what you guys were impersonating. Prisoner visitation, direct, like, I want to visit so-and-so prisoner, is uh, always scheduled in advance. They do not take walk-ins. They have, there are by appointment only for that. And Amelia Braxton, the captain of the guard, is described to you, and you're all like, oh, yeah, no, we met her. Um, she's the one that Ari had that argument with in the keep. Oh, yeah. She is trained as a, she is trained as a paladin. She wears full plate and typically carries a long sword and shield. And she has the loyalty of all of the guards in the facility. Um, they describe her as being not like a taskmaster or like a, a slave driver or anything, but like when she gives an order, they follow it. Like no questions, no rebuttal. They just hop to it. Um, so she 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 commands their loyalty in that way. Uh, she also is not a party animal, but you know, these people are, are working a job that they find boring. He, the one was commiserating with Butch about that. So like the rank and file don't have the same sort of like, um, uptight kind of strict, uh, personality that she has. So from there, you're thinking it's pretty unlikely that she will be, you know, hanging out with the, with the, 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 the rank and file soldiers having a, having themselves a party. Like she's not going to be present at that scene. Oh, all right. If there isn't any other prep to be done, you guys can make your way out in that direction. Uh, Butch would arrive there first, I think, right? Yeah. All right. Here's what's going on. Tell me about it. Paint me a picture. All right. First of all, I want to look impressive. I got my street clothes on. So I, I put my pirate gear back on, you know, just, I, I want to look more casual. Um, more fun. I use the ring of mounting to put all the stuff onto a mount, right? Because I want it to look impressive. You know, I've got two giant casks. You know, uh, these training dummies don't weigh that much, but like, I I want it stacked on top of the, um, on on, on top of this, this horse. And, you know, I've got my supplies and stuff. You know, I, I load it up more than I probably need to because I want it to look impressive. Like, I am here, right? So I, I get I get there at the, you know, time, at the time we uh, had agreed to, around dusk. I, you know, pound on the door, hoping my, my buddy uh, is expecting me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So you get there, you pound on the door. The person who answers the door is like, "There's a giant mounted pirate," and then a guy behind <laughs> him, "No, no, no, that's the guy." 
that's the guy. He was here this morning. That's the guy. Come on in, man. Come on in. Come on in. He's like super excited to see you. And then as All soon right. like as soon as he's like, no, 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 that's the guy. The attitude shifts from like the, doing that thing where their hand is on their hip next to their sword hilt. They're not touching the weapon, but like the threat is there that, hey, I'm an inch away. And then it's like, oh, no, 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 no. You're the guy. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Well, help me unload, boys. And I, you know, hand one of them a training dummy, and I hand another one a training dummy. I said, no, I need to think of a couple of you are going to need this. And the casks of beer and another another cask of beer and stuff. Um, and so I, I got, you know, I'm recruiting everyone there. Like, we're, we're all in this together. Let's go. Right? Now, I brought you all a few toys, and we get up to, now, now where we, um, where's the place where I, I would be setting up training dummies? Is it upstairs? Uh, you can do the training dummies in the common room. That's probably the most, the 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 most appropriate place. Uh, is this also I put where a couple the, uh... more guys in here? We got you get your kegs out. I put some dummies here in here for you. Okay, this is this is great. Okay, so, and there's a kitchen area, kind of a bar. Oh, perfect, perfect. Okay. Uh, so the training dummies. Uh, is that what this is? Yeah, I put okay, them in that, while we were talking about doing it. Okay. Uh, so we got training dummies set up against a wall. That's a perfect place for them. There is a uh, uh, a, a gaming table. There is a table uh, where people can eat. There's a little buffet table. That's nice. There's a you know kitchen. This is all really well set up. Okay. Uh Y'all, y'all go ahead and put them uh, training dummies over there. Move the chairs out of the way and stuff. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's great. That's great. Now, um, and I stand in front of the training dummies. I brought y'all a few toys. And I um, just take my index fingers, you know, and I uh, pick up daggers that have, like, like, loops on the ends of them. And I start, like, flipping them, you know, kind of like... Doc Holiday with a with a, with a, with a cup in Tombstone, like and then I uh, hand two guys like like a dagger, like I, I I give him give him a dagger, you know, handle first as you're supposed to. Here's one for you, one for you. Y'all y'all can start uh, seeing what you can do. These daggers handle real well, and I lay down two more, I'll just go ahead and put them on, on this table here. Two more daggers and two hand axes. So y'all y'all go ahead and start flipping have fun, have fun. But first for me, for me, point me to the kitchen. Alright. I get to the kitchen and uh, I say, hey, you, uh, I, I could use a, a couple of hands over here to help me. Uh, someone can help me chop up some stuff. Yo, they fall in. Alright. So, first of all, no, I know this doesn't look like much, but I promise it's, it's real good. We're going to make ourselves a, 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 a small salad with this... Uh, trust me, I know I know the word salad. Trust me, okay? But what we're going to make is going to be a little, little sweet, and it's going to contrast great, greatly with the, um, with the savory rabbit stew we're going to make. And I, you know, have them help me chop up the leaves and the, and the roots and the little flowers and stuff. I, you know, drizzle some, uh, a light, like, vinegar and some oil. And I use my, my pouch 
with the seasonings in it. And I said, no, here's something special. Now, not everyone has one of these, but this is just one little pouch, right? And I can flavor anything you want. Here we go. Well, first of all, we're going to put some sea salt. This is not normal salt. This is, you know, coarse. You're going to be able to really taste this. And some anise. This is going to be just a little bit, you know, for a little licorice flavor, but not too much. I promise this really goes well with roots. Amazing. Now, you're you're not going to believe this. And then I reach back in and I pull out some, like, red tendril stuff. Have you ever seen saffron before? You can't get this anywhere. And I sprinkle it onto the salad. It's, okay, I need you to, to mix all that up in that big old bowl over there, right? These guys been eating conjured mana cakes for, like, weeks. You have everyone's undivided attention. Now, now for the stew. Now, I went and got some rabbits today. You know, in Elkwood Forest, y'all can do this. Y'all, can, If y'all wanted to, you know, put out some traps or something, this, y'all y- y'all can be eating meat if you want to. Now, it, it, and I do the same type of thing where I'm like, well, first of all, I'm going to reach in and grab some sage. And yes, I did look up a rabbit stew recipe and, and figure out, like, what goes good with rabbit. Okay. And then I reach into the same bag and, like, a big old fist of garlic powder. Into the same bag, a big old fist of pepper. You get ten charges on this, basically a day. Um, that's how that works on this on this magic bag of spices. Okay, and now here's here's what we need. Um, give give me one of them casks, and I pour you know a good amount of ale into this cask. So we're gonna be you know stewing up this rabbit, right? And uh, so th- so this is gonna be you know re- real savory that's why we need the sweetness of that little honey that's on that salad it's gonna be real nice it's gonna be real nice and once it, 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 we got the guys over here you know like juggling knives or whatever you know, whatever they're doing I don't know but the guys around me help me cook and we get the um, uh, stew to a boil and after we stop it from boiling I uh, oh I forgot got to take this out of my gold too but i brought two bottles of whiskey <laughs> okay I, as i here's here's something great and i dump a, an entire bottle of whiskey into this rabbit stew okay it's not boiling anymore so we're still going to get that kind of that kind of you know uh, that, that, that 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 burn that whiskey gives it's been so cold and rainy today i think we need something hearty and nice now we got these kegs opened up already. Might as well start pouring pints. And I point to one of them. And I point to another one of them. Start pour- pouring pints, guys. Then, <laughs> after a- after a minute, everyone's got pints. Is that, I, I know you and you. I, I need y'all to start you know putting putting soup in, the, in in bowls here. And we got some we got some you know little bowls and some spoons. Oh, this is great. This is great. This is great. Who are you another fight? Let's... First, first thing we're gonna do is cheers. Right? Everyone's got a pint. It to, goes up. Yeah! To, yeah! To good food and good friends and having a good rainy day. Bottoms yeah! up! I want to see these right down your gullet. And I encourage everyone to one-shot their um, pint of ale. Yeah, so these guards, right? 
I did one of those constitution saving throws just to see how they're going to take the... That was a natural one. These guys maybe oh. haven't had a good party in a while. Their tolerances have slipped a little. You can tell that, like, the real strong stuff hits a lot of them by surprise. It's not going to take long, and it's going to be real easy. Okay. Uh, so, this is all happening, right? Um, and I've got... I, I start show, showing a few of them some things they can do with knives and axes. I said, you know what? Let's th- turn this into a dr- drinking game. And we got one-on-one, we got two people, and they start throwing axes, and whoever gets right in the middle, it wins. And whoever doesn't do that, takes a shot. <laughs> so I've got drinking games going on I've, with the sharp weapons. Right? And then... <laughs> <laughs> then... After, you know, a few pints go around, and we, we got some... There, you know, there's so much stew here. We still got all this salad. We got... Come on! And I, I, I pat um, my original guy on the back. Get all those guys downstairs. This ain't even fair. Why don't Why don't we like? We can get them some some stew, can't we? Maybe a couple of them come come up here with us. You think they can throw an axe? Well, uh, yeah, probably. But I mean, it's it's boss comes down on us pretty hard if we're not on duty when we're supposed to be. We're, oh, we. You can't let that place be unguarded. I 100% agree. You absolutely need to keep a guard. But do you need a hell of them down there? We got this good food. Oh, it's just a shame to put this away so it's so cold and rainy and nasty outside. Maybe they just want a bowl of stew. Just a couple of them. You got to leave people down there for sure. Definitely. Bring a few up. Bring a few up for some food. We send them back down. Uh, roll of persuasion. Uh, roll a persuasion with advantage. 19. Alright. Uh, on a 19, you're, you get a couple of them like, yeah, I mean, it's been pretty quiet. Um, and this is really good. They would be upset if they missed out on it. Alright, 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 alright. Right. I'll, I'll run down and see if anybody wants to come up real fast for a bite. But like, only just real fast. They're not gonna, it's probably, they're not gonna come up and like play. But, I mean, they got jobs to do, but we, you know, yeah. they, they need dinner anyway, right? You see a guy go downstairs to pull up some of the guards off off of guard duty. Um, so, Butch, you're kind of slaying it. I start What's ladling up? some bowls, and I, I put yeah. an extra shot of whiskey in every bowl. <laughs> um, Ari and Falkus, while all this is happening, you guys are in a position where you can approach uh, the sewer entrance area. Uh, we're just going to cut on over to here. Um, the situation is this. First of all, uh, the map doesn't reflect it because I wasn't anticipating it to be pouring rain until you guys rolled that D100 earlier at the beginning. Uh, but I just put you guys out on the map. That's not necessarily where you are. You can be anywhere you'd like to be. Um, but as you approach, you can see that the entrance to the sewers area is a doorway that's built into the stones that has been sealed up that is two feet under the water here in the fountain area. Um, After uh, the horde did their thing when they broke in here, uh, I think one of the 
like when you go here in game, it's covered by water. The door is still there, but it's not elevated the way it is in the event. So um, what I'm going to say is that they adjusted the water feature to cover the spot. The door can still be opened, uh, but it's locked and being submerged. It's like tough to open. Um, also surrounding, you see that there are three human like Alliance footmen, soldiers, like uh, city watch guys, just sort of hanging out on this corner. Are they facing the water or are they facing like the roads? Generally, they're facing in to the road. Yeah. Could we enter the water from back here and like quietly sneak up to the door? Yeah, potentially. Um, given the uh, given the storm, actually, uh, I think you would have had to make this as a stealth check with disadvantage because you're sloshing through water. We're gonna nix that bit. It's gonna be um, it's gonna be a straight stealth uh, in order to try to avoid being spotted by these cats. Uh, let me pull up their blocks real fast. What about the um, visibility? You know, I did go out of my way to describe the visibility as being very, very bad. Um, so not only is our sound in the water muffled by the raindrops, but it, the visibility is also visibility is garbage. Yeah, go ahead and roll. Go ahead and roll stealth with, with advantage. Um, we're going to rely on their passive to see where we get. But if both of you pass that uh, sixteen, it's a good thing you had advantage. Yeah, uh, twenty-three. <laughs> okay, um, you guys not afraid to get a little messy get down into the water and sort of do that thing where you're walk crawling at low um, it's only like we're only talking about like two feet of water so you can't swim through it but you like you can do the thing where you're kind of crawl dra- like pulling yourself forward with your hands uh, yeah you get to it it is um, it's closed it's sealed but uh, after the lock that's on it is picked uh if the two of you were working actually if a a really solid strength check could get you there the two of you working together would give advantage on the strength check uh but let's focus on the lock first that'd be you focus wow i rolled a 13 with a plus 11 uh a 13 is not gonna do it uh i'm gonna say that um failing that check means that you will open the lock but not until after we have another uh, risk of being caught by the guards. So rather than relying on their passive, because they are actively on watch duty, I am going to roll a, uh, I'm going to roll a check. Uh, a 12 is not all that much better than their passive. Um, I need stealth now from both of you again. This time we're just going to do it straight. 13. Or seven. Okay. The three footmen over here uh, do not notice that you guys are working on this lock. Ari, you start to get a little nervous and get up a little taller to look around to see, you know, just to make sure that you haven't been made. Uh, and you notice actually standing on the on the parapet, like the the archways that separate the districts have these like pathways that you can walk under and there's like these crenellated sort of tops around them. You look up and you see that a rifleman has looked down and has spotted you trying to break into this thing. He reaches into his jacket and pulls out what appears to be a flare gun and shoots it up into a terrible thunderstorm of like rain and sheets 
there's a bright flash for just a split second before the flare is killed, you know for sure that there is no chance that the stocks would have seen that. But you've been made. Um, We're going to go ahead and roll initiative here real fast. Uh, I want to see what you guys are what you guys are up to as far as this is concerned. Now, you aren't necessarily required to do a combat about it, but um, (laughs) why? That's interesting. Oh, it's because I was clicking the wrong thing. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I'm going to say that um, the rifleman looks down, sees you guys, tries to fire off that flare, and instead of the flare working, because it doesn't work, he's going to take his turn. He's going to... um, He's going to actually use his action to shout toward the other uh, people in the thing and see if he can, like, maybe break a surprise round or something on them. He's going to shout, alarm, 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 we have something going on. Uh, I'm going to roll a... uh, I'm going to roll another perception, but it is going to be with disadvantage because of the the sound of the storm. Um, Yeah, they don't hear him. Uh, Ari, what are you doing? Do you want me to go first? I have something. Yeah, Ari or Falkus. goes first. Uh, I'm going to unpop the cork in the ever-smoking bottle. Okay. Um, I think that the ever-smoking bottle, um, the smoke is dissipated if there are, like, uh, weather effects. Like, it's it's wind and if it's, that sort of thing. Yeah, so... This will work. I'm telling you that there is a risk that it'll get blown away in the storm. If, after, after a period of time. Uh, it can also disperse the smoke after one minute... Um, a strong wind, 21 or more miles per hour can do so after one round. So is it going to be that bad? Oh, 20 miles an hour is how fast the wind has to be going? Wow. So once the bottle's closed, the cloud disperses naturally after 10 minutes. Moderate wind, 11 to 20 miles per hour, can disperse it after one minute. Strong wind can do so after one round. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Uh, yeah, it would definitely be gone within a minute. Um, but yeah, if you want to, if you want to blow the That's smoke. That's when the stopper's on it. So as of right now, if the stopper's off of it, it's still spewing out smoke in this vicinity. I just want to obscure us a little bit more, more fog-like. Cool. Yeah, you can totally do that. You, uh, if the if the goal is to be more obscured, that will succeed. Keep in mind, these are not, um, you know. These are, these are not like video game guards where once you're not at a, in line of sight anymore, they forgot you exist. They do actually have object permanence. You know that you were spotted by him, but the other three, like he shouted a warning and it was too, the, the, the sound of the storm was too bad. So you're made by precisely one creature. That's with, will they believe him is what we're going to be up against. Well, okay. Okay. So the plan is to, he was seeing things is the plan. Right, and actually, in okay. the in in the end, I want to finish picking this lock because I mean we're we're standing right on top, which means I can probably feel my way and and finish picking the lock. Yeah, your lock pick, like considering the the roll, I would say that it it would succeed, but you got caught rather than it succeeded and you got away scot free. So, yep. um, okay, cool. Yeah, you can po- totally pop the thing. You got your smoke. Uh, that is an action to do that, I think. Right. It's an action to to pull the stopper. Yes. Okay. Uh, do you take any bonus actions? Actually, it doesn't say. Yeah, m- m- use an action to remove the stopper. Um, I don't think I have any other bonus actions. I mean, aside from 
Yeah, because it's going to be an action in the next round for us to open up this grate and, and, and get down underwater. Um, my idea, though, then to lock it behind us so that if they do come searching around here, they're like, what the heck are you talking about? There's nothing here. It's The smoke is gone and it's locked still. Okay, cool. Uh, Ari, what is you doing on your turn? Start trying to open up the door. Okay, it's, we're going to straight into the thing. Go ahead and roll a, uh, a strength check. Minus one. This is going to go great. Oh, I got an 18. Look at that, actually. It did go great. Wow, actually, that's a great roll. The In the fog, you, like, grasp around looking for it. Oh, here's the handle. Here's the chain. It just came off because Falkus just got done his thing. You put your legs into it, like, really... And it's tough at first because the water pressure, like, on top of the door is... Uh, really, really, really doing a lot to prevent. Two feet of water is not much water, but it's a ton. It's like a, the weight of it is so much because of the size that it takes up. Uh, but you yank, and inexplicably, you crack it just enough that water starts to pour into it. The pressure starts to equalize, and it becomes lighter, and you're able to get it up. It's water's crashing down into the sewers now, uh, but there is an open doorway here. Oh, so it's not a grate. It's it's an actual, like, trap door underwater. Yeah, there's a solid door. It, like, if water were able to flow down into it, that would be one thing, but it's like a solid door. Gotcha. Um, that she, with an 18, I think you open it. Are we slipping down? Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Lock it behind us. All right, That's why yeah. I thought if it was a grate, I was, could lock it behind us, but it's not exactly. Yeah, no, it's not a, it's not a grate like that. But you're able to, I will say, you're pretty good at locks. Um, the water rushing down into it would make it a little tough. You can get it so that the chain is wrapped back around to where the, the thing is um, and then let it shut. The lock itself wouldn't be closed, but it, the, like the chain would still be in place. So it would look as if either it broke or something like that. But if someone were to lift the door and get in, the chain wouldn't still be here. Like, you can try to put that together. I would say roll me a sleight of hand to try to pull that off. If you succeed here, 15's not bad. Um, okay, I'm going to say that the suspicion level is not going to increase. Um, the, the rifleman comes down. He starts yelling. at You can hear him. Well, you would have a very hard time hearing him, but you can imagine that the rifleman is yelling at the footman, like, I was yelling down, there was some intruders, and they're like, what are you talking about? They look over, they see the fog cloud there, they're like, what is that about? It it blows away after a while, and they look down into the water, and they can see that the door is shut, and there's no people around. They're like, I don't know, is it possible that people went through there and we missed it? The one guy's standing 10 feet away from me. He's like, no, I'm Sarah, telling you, I saw something, I saw something. Um, but yeah, no, I think you're, it was not perfect, but you got in. Yeah, and the stopper's back in the bottle as well. Okay. Just enough to obscure our, our approach. Sure. You find yourself in the sewer system. Um, you didn't explore this area. You don't have schematics for this area, but you do know that there are supposedly a fleet of tiny little robots down here. Meanwhile, you guys are covered in, in water and drenched 
looking like drowned rats and Butch is upstairs having a party. You don't have pass <laughs> without trace, do you, Ari? No, I do not. Okay. Uh, stealth it up. Let's let's sneak around these oh. corners, be checking oh, around every corner looking for those 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 critters, those robots. You know, there's a hearth near us. We're uh <laughs> we're eating some hearty I y'all never had my rabbit stew before. Let's go ahead and get stealth checks from Falcus and Ari. 25. 13. All right. Now I wish I had the cloak still on me. Stupid. <laughs> That's fine. It's totally fine. Um, you guys are proceeding here. Um, 13 is going to be their passive, which is great. Yeah, you guys are going around. You do see, uh, you're able to see before you get to them. Uh, occasionally you will see a little robot. It looks like a little spider-shaped little drone as it slot as it crawls through the sewers. It pushes stuff out of the way so that water can flow a little bit more freely. It's like making sure that there's not obstructions and such. And then it like skitters away, having not having not seen you yet, down a passageway. Alrighty. Yep. Yeah. Keep going. There's a second one there. Uh, where's the dock? Uh, you haven't seen anything like that yet. Some more of them are becoming apparent. You're not able to hide behind anything in this open passageway, so you're pretty sure that if you move too much farther, they're going to see you regardless of your stealth score because there's nothing to hide behind. Like, you were able to, like, sneak around the corner and, like, look carefully before you went, and that prevented them from seeing you previously. But as you move uh, as you move forward, you think it's more and more likely that that one of them will notice you. I don't know about you, but I'm getting kind of creeped out. Like, just another one comes in, and another one comes in, yeah. and another one comes in, and they're little too, so just another one, like, just comes on the screen, and it's just like, oh god. These remind me of the of the little laser robots and Portal. Are you still there? Aperture yeah. science. You. Do we attack them, or do we try to destroy the dock? Uh... We turn. I don't want to just. I really don't want to destroy them because this is basically my master's work, um, and these are here for a reason. Um, aside from you know impeding us right now, uh, we can turn them off at the dock or make sure that they are in um, cleaning only mode. I think Man, right now they're if in. If they were cleaning. made, they can be fixed. I think right now they're in. They're in cleaning patrol mode, so we got to find that dock. I think that we can turn them off with the switch that's up on the first floor. I don't know if we can turn, like, the dock, I think we can just disable so they can't go back and alert them of what's going on. Uh, you can you can change their settings at, at their local dock here where they, like, okay. send and receive orders or from the, the uh, administrative room upstairs. I mean, I can make you invisible if you want to sneak through and try to see if you can find the dock. They'll hear things, but they won't see you. Yeah, it's probably the best bet. How long does that last? Visibility. I think it lasts an hour or until you attack or cast a spell. Attack or cast a spell, not necessarily an action. Correct. So I could potentially turn those docks off while being still in stealth or still being invisible. Potentially, yeah. Perfect. I would turn you invisible and then come back to, like, Okay. 
you sneak back that way. Falkus is invisible. Is going to start quietly trying to move forward again. Falkus, go ahead and give me uh, another stealth just for grins because you're going to be moving into a new area. 19. More than enough. Yeah, you're able to quietly tiptoe around. Uh, you see that as you approach, this area is kind of just like water is pooling in from this little grate here, but it doesn't look like there's very much of a way forward. You do see a little crab right there. As you move in that direction, as you round the corner, you're going to start to see that the water is covering the floor um, to the point where you've got like 10, 15 feet in front of you is where the water starts. As you go around the corner, it's going to get a little deeper. If that's going to cause stealth issues, I'm going to spider climb and walk across the ceiling. Yep, that'll do it. Um, you walk straight up the wall because you're magically inclined to do so. Uh, and you are easily actually able to make progress. I forgot about that power. You look up, which to the rest of us would be down, and see that you are walking above what would be about a half a foot of water. Uh, you'd have been sloshing pretty good. If you were to go north from here, you would be continuing down the tunnel. Uh, if you go into the section that's to the directly to the east of where you are, you do see that there is a computer panel, kind of like old, like old NASA style, like '60s NASA style computer interface, uh, very old school. But there is a readout on it that is sending instructions to the uh, to the to the drones. Perfect. I'm going to find the button and the switch that says uh, cleaning mode only. Um, yeah, great. Um, I will say to figure out the interface here, roll me intelligence with advantage because of your expertise as an engineer. 21. God, more than enough. You, you know, change some things, turn some dials, and then the little orange indicator that says cleaning and patrol changes to a little blue indicator that says cleaning mode only. The little red lights on the front of the crabs dim and become like a like a bright blue. And as they wander around, Ari, two of them crawl out of this little tunnel that's right next to where your oh character is and walk right past you. They move some leaves out of the way so the water can move better. And then they walk right past you again and walk south. I'm going to slowly follow them. There's, they're, they're in a very passive mode. Uh, you guys are both easily able to make your way through this passageway. There was not a swarm of tiny little dudes attacking you. Uh, you did not have to race them to the button. Uh, you didn't have to do any of the things that I thought might potentially happen. Um, instead, you nailed it. Um, if you were to continue along this way for far enough, you would find yourselves under a grate-like uh, opening that the ceiling looks very familiar of. You would be underneath the room where uh, the last room that you explored. Meanwhile, what's going on up in the party room? <laughs> I continue to make sure everyone's pint glasses stay full. Mind you, I am nursing mine. Um, yes, I am, I'm definitely cheersing people and, and taking sips here and there. How, however, need to keep control of myself. But I'm pretty good at acting a little tipsy if I need to be. So, um, I 
am showing some of them some some tricks that I've learned in the uh, in the Warriors mold. Yeah, about like two-handed co- combat. I was like, okay, so got two knives here. I was like, no, 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 put away that short short sword. We're gonna use these for for, for now. Y'all know how to use those, anyway. And now that now that you do that, all right. Now you and you line up, and the the first people who can slash a circle around these things wins. And if you lose, it's a shot. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, did did y'all did, did y'all's uh, friends come up from some stew yet? Yeah, you get like three guards from downstairs to come up and uh, enjoy a little stew. Nice, nice. Hey, while you're here, why don't you try you know these these axes? See see how you're doing with the axe throwing. It, it's fun, right? Here we go. Just just, just a couple minutes. Just a couple minutes. So some axe throwing. Uh, it uh, go ahead and roll. Go, roll persuasion with disadvantage because you're like actively keeping them from their job. Six. Uh, on a six, they are happy to have some stew. They do get a little bit of a buzz off of that a little too much whiskey in the thing. Uh, but they're only up there for long enough to eat and like enjoy a moment of like, yeah, this this would be a lot of fun if we could hang out, but we do have to get back downstairs. Uh, oh, totally so, understandable. Totally understandable. Absolutely, absolutely. You got to do your job, and I appreciate you. And uh, you got some uh, food in your tummy. That's amazing. You know, you know, send your buddies up for some food. Once you get back, send send your buddies up for some food. That they'll do. That they will do. Um, I, I as a note for all the guys mm-hmm. that are up here, and potentially for the people who are having a, like I don't know, like a, a shot of whiskey in some drunk soup. Like, yeah, a buzz I I get. Now, in Warcraft, there is a uh, mechanic when it comes to drinking. You go from tipsy to drunk to totally smashed. I'm hoping after a while some of the people upstairs um, will get to the totally smashed point. I understand on that roll that I just did, though, that the people downstairs... Yeah, on the persuasion check, you weren't able to affect the body chemistry, really, in any kind right. of meaningful sense of the people from downstairs who were just coming up for a quick bite. But the people up here, like the real the, the real rebels that are happening, yeah, um, you're going to get them, you're going to get them roasty-toasty. Uh, mechanically speaking, they're going to be rolling with disadvantage on everything. If, if it pops off, they're going to be halfway to useless. Right. Okay. Um, so I, I guess there's a little bit of a switch as the uh, guys from downstairs, you know, switch off from upstairs. Maybe I get another chance. I don't know. Maybe I get another chance to roll in the next crew. But that is what's going on. We got drinking games going on. Um, we got good-ass food. And uh, I'm having a good time, but I am worried about uh, what, what's going on. I'm, I don't know how long we've been up here, but hopefully Falcus and Ari get it done. 
Is there anything that you want to do to try to check in? On, like, you really don't have a means to like figuring out what their progress is unless you were to go downstairs and intercept them somehow. So if you ever are trying to be like, yeah, I want to go down and see if I can get those guys to, or whatever, whatever your deal is, just like shout it out. Okay, that's not what's happening now. Okay. Back down into the stocks, you guys will have just come up through the the grate here. Uh, well, yeah, you would have because there's you're under no time pressure whatsoever. We're not going to have you roll lock picking checks to do something that you can take your time to succeed at. Uh, but you're able to get up in here. You do know from your experience previous that this doorway here that is the thing blocking the guards from you is the kind of door that has that window in it, so they can look in and see if there's anything funky happening. But at this time, you do not see them because they're not within line of sight. So you're still okay. What are we doing at this point? I would try to get out of line of sight first. So I would sneak off to the side here where you're not going to be able to see in the window right away. Okay, good move. Good move. Um, You see actually that at one point after you get into position there, they do glance in just to look around. So you, that was good. Ah. Is the prisoner noticing us say anything, do anything? Uh, she is full silent, and she immediately clocked that two intruders uh, just snuck into her prison cell, and she's like, you know, she's got this look on her face like, hey, what's up? What have they got you in here for? Uh, nothing. Totally, fully nothing. They got upset because I was pranking people. Pranking? Yeah. It- you ever hear the, the, the rumors of the terror of Stormwind Hogger, the, the terrifying knoll? I was pulling pranks on people. I was like scaring people on the side of the road just for laughs. It didn't hurt anybody. We do have occasionally, uh, we, we, we do have some listeners, um, a, f- a friend of mine, um, uh, a couple, a couple of uh, uh, good friends of mine who I met through my sister and her husband. Uh, we're like, hey, we were listening to your show. We really like it. We've never played World of Warcraft before. So I was like, ah, that's awesome. Like, welcome to the thing. Um, Y'all guys and anybody else listening who doesn't know the game needs to know. um, Hogger is, like, famous for killing low-level humans all the time. Back, like, when the game first launched, people would, like, approach this monster and would get absolutely walloped. And uh, this human is, is explaining to the players that, oh, yeah, no, that was me in a costume. I was just having a, I was just having a laugh. So that's what's happening right now. Can you do any harm with that costume? No. That's... uh, You're not going to have to, but roll insight. Eight. It's surprising to you that she says, no, there's really no harm to be done, when the costume... It's a good-looking costume, and the bloodstains on the claws are very realistic-looking. Like, the quality of craftsmanship to make bloodstains that realistic is is impressive. All right, well, I I was asking because at this point in time, we need a bit of a distraction in order to get... There's at least two guards outside that door right now, and we need to get their attention quietly uh, to potentially knock them unconscious and take their clothes. Because, yes, if you haven't figured this out already, this is a prison break. So, you want to help? Uh, she goes, well, I mean, yeah, if it's, if it's, if I can, uh, like, am I, 
getting what 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 are you about? Like if it's between getting out of jail and going scot free, or now I have to like, you know, if you guys are like the next worst thing on my list, like what's your deal? I would have come up to focus at this point. Some of our friends are in here, and uh, by the looks of you, I would guess you can say it seems kind of odd some of the prisoners they're taking nowadays. So our goal is just to get our friends out of here, but we're more than happy to get you out of here too if you're willing to help us. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That sounds that sounds great. Um, it's gonna take me a minute to get I gotta get out of the cage. Alright, that's the that's the first thing. It's gonna take me a minute to get uh ready to go. What do you want me to do? Get the guards in here? Is that about right, Focus? Yep. We can take them. Yep, we'll, Are these... we'll be like get them in here. Yeah, those okay. pillars. Are these pillars or what are these? Yeah. Like, are these things we could hide behind so like I yeah, can yeah, hide yeah. right here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just so they can't see us and then we can try and take them out. Okay. So Kaz is up in her cage. You guys get into position here. Uh, she waits for you to be ready to roll and then goes, um, are you staying up there in the corner or are you going down to where? I figured what I need to do is pick her lock. I need to get her cage unlocked. Okay, so the plan is not to have her be in the cage crying out for help. The plan is instead to have her get out of the cage and cause, like, destruction in the hogger suit. Could be. Yeah, that was kind of what I was thinking. That's what I was asking if the hogger suit was, um, had any potential damage and capabilities. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, that's totally. So which direction do we want to go with that? Ari, what do you think? Her making uh, a racket in the cage or me unlocking the cage and her basically saying, hey, guards, what's up? Let's unlock the cage so that's done. So we're not having to do that on the way back. But I think her causing a ruckus, like saying help or whatever, is going to be less suspicious than her. Like they may call more guards if they see a hogger going around. I think we need to unlock the cage so that's done and it can show like a good faith thing but I think I'd rather just have two guards come in instead of more being alerted. Perfect. All right, uh, let me get this lock picked. Okay. Uh, you pick the lock. Uh, it opens easily enough. Again, no time pressure here. You got. You can take your time. You got it, you got it done. You get into position. Um, you see that uh, she rubs her chin for a second to try to figure out what the right approach is here, and then she picks up her foot and kicks one of the bars really, really hard so that it makes a loud clang noise. And then she immediately lies down on the floor and grabs her own arm and starts yeah. shouting, ow, 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 I think I broke my arm. Guards, help. I was doing pull-ups and I fell. Guards, help. And uh, she, she maybe does the thing. On a 14, I'll say, yeah, sure. Uh, it's, or because it would be like plus whatever her charisma is. Um, yeah, you hear and the door opens and two guards come running in and they see that she's laying there on the floor. They they are suspicious immediately because it's possible that like people try to fake injuries to, to you know, do some stuff. So they do draw a weapon, uh, sword and shield and they approach slowly. What do you guys do? Uh, sneak up behind and attempt to knock unconscious. Uh, let's get an attack roll from both of you. If you're both going to try to like come around behind and give him a pop. I rolled a 25 with the dagger. 
19 with a dagger? Uh, both of those are going to hit, despite their um, despite their pretty decent armor classes. Both of those are going to hit. I see Falcus's damage. He dealt nine, and Ari. Oh, let's go ahead and roll yours. Uh, six. Okay, um, nine damage and six damage are not bad. Um, these guys are a little healthier than that, but we're going to call that a sneak. Uh, we're going to call that a uh, um, what do you call it? A surprise round. You sneak up behind them. Whap! Whap! Uh, they turn around. They have their weapons out. You see that they're about to shout for help. Uh, Ari, you are first. I'm going to move here. So I'm in between them, but out of Falcus's range, and I'm going to cast Thunderclap. Um, so they need to make a constitution saving throw of 17 or higher. Uh, all right. They don't have a good con save. 11. All right, so they're going to take 2d6 of damage, which is only 6 thunder damage. Uh, okay, but they both take it, right? Yeah, they both take it. Each okay. creature within 5 feet of me, so Falkus is outside of that 5 feet. All right. Uh, you can tell that they are both already bloodied. Um, that much damage, they're already less than half health. Do you do anything on your bonus? I don't have a like, attack for No, that's going to be it. They're going to be able to shout for help. Uh, yeah, so they loudly uh, are going to attack you guys. Um, they're they're shouting down the hallway toward who knows how many people are out there. It could be less than you think. Uh, and they are both going to attack. I think they're both going to attack Ari because you are clearly the one who attacked them. Mm-hmm. A 16 to hit. That'll hit. And a 23 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. Seven piercing and seven piercing. One attack from each of them. Okay. Falcus, you're up. All right. Um, since I have some space between me and this guy, I'll pull out my bow. Let's drill an arrow in him. Okay, so yes, you do have space between him and you, but you are still within melee oh, of somebody. Oh, right. I, that's right, so it's still going to be disadvantage. Let's uh, let's draw the rapier because the rapier actually does more damage, and I should have done the rapier first instead of the dagger, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, let's step in. Um, and... and are you attacking the one directly above or to your right? The one to your right has a few less hit points. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the guy to the right. We'll do rapier. The 17 hit. No, a 17 just misses. Oh darn. Okay. Uh, second attack. I guess that's a no again. Not good. You have a bonus, and you have more movement. I got nothing. Okay. Ari, you're up. Hey. Um. 2d6, if you roll it well enough, could get both of them. I'm going to thunderclap again. Butch is going to also... Or not Butch. Go on. This is, no, go for it. Do it. Focus is also going to have to roll constitution saving throws again. They rolled a Can 17. I cutting words that? 100%. Okay. It's going to go below no matter what I do. So sure. it'll hit them both. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to hit you too, Falcus. Sorry. Five. I'm really low today. Yeah, five is not quite enough. You have one of these guys like really, really bad. The other right on his heels. Uh, we're talking a handful of hit points a piece. But... You used your action and your reaction. Do you have a bonus? I'm going to Worgen. I'm going to Worgen for him. 
Did I? Which I failed that. Action. Didn't yep, I fail that? More than five. Well, you failed the you, you failed the save, but you take five damage. Oh, gotcha. I'm gonna turn into a wor- uh, worgen, which isn't an action, but yeah, or cool. anything. Just yep, we're gonna do that to get the increased armor. Okay. Yep. Great. Um. Yep. On their turn, they are going to continue on this. Uh, you know, they shout again. Okay. Uh, they, I think they're still going to attack. Ari seems to be the most threatening one in the moment. Uh, they're going to try one more time. Uh, each of them is going to roll. An 11 is going to miss, and a 21 is going to hit. Yep. Uh, for nine piercing damage on you there. Uh, max damage on that on that roll, Ari. Okay, cool. Um, Falcus, you have a chance here that you could clean it up. Alrighty, I, I like Ari's uh, constitution savings for attacks rather than my trying to hit their armor class, but uh, we'll have to keep doing the same thing there. So rapier to the guy to my right. That's gonna miss. Yeah, for sure. In. You have you have elven accuracy. You don't have any way to find advantage here, do you? Not that I'm aware of. Not unless... Um, I'm not aware of either. I was just... I couldn't remember. You have 40 things in your inventory, so I couldn't remember. <laughs> um, I mean, I basically have the... I do have sneak attack, but that's because of flanking, not because of advantage. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, yeah. I'm just not hitting anything. You're really not a rapier kind of a fighter, though, right? Like, you're kind of not in your element when you're, fight, you're attacking this way. Just beefing it, though. Do you have a bonus? All right, let's do it. Because you're asking me about that, let's uh, let's action surge it. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, why not? Do two more. Get two more swings. Two more biffs. Let's go. How about a nat <gasps> 20? Uh, yeah, nat 20 will take out one of them for sure. It doesn't even matter how much you roll because they've, like, one of them's got two hit points. The other has five. It's impossible for you to undersell this one. So you take one of them out. <laughs> with 19 flat out. Uh, and the second one, a 21. They're both done. Okay, excellent. You do eliminate these two targets. Are we going for killing blows? No. no. Okay. Oh, sorry. She has to say that. Unconscious Ari. I think, look it up. I think that Worgen form can last up to 10 minutes or something. So you it can. It can. But. I still want to stick with our plan. Let's see if we can switch clothes before guys come in here and play it off that these people were coming in and were attacking. Ooh, crazy. Like, I can do some costume disguise to make their face look a little different because I'm sure they know their buddies, but I feel like we could, we might have enough time to costume change and do some shenaniganery with with faces. Pull them down into the sewer right here. So we're like down here, and if we hear any noises coming from up here, if they start coming, like we're we're quickly doing change and a wardrobe change. Uh, I'm assuming if we, this was our plan in the first place, we probably brought some extra clothes because we're not going to yep. give up our own clothes. Um, uh, put it on them, uh, take their take their armor, get us all set. And if we hear anybody coming, we can yell like, "Yo, get them! Yo, stop them! Stop them! Get them!" Like kind of like playing it Play up. It up. That word that we chased them down the sewer, or they were coming into the sewer, and we were taking care of them, um, and and so forth. Okay. Do either one of them it, have funny looking underwear? 
Uh, actually, they both do. One of them is wearing the classic uh, white shorts with red hearts. Uh, the other is um, like a uh, uh, um, also like a white shorts, but it's little rubber duckies. <laughs> nice. Oh, Erica put Murloc boxers in the chat. That's actually funnier. Little Murlocs on it. Murlocs. Uh, okay, so the struggle here is going to be that um, we're going to go to the we're going to go to the books and find out how long it takes to put on armor because it takes a few minutes. Armor and shields. Me being am I proficient in like costume stuff? Would that help at all? Like I've probably like I've been around armor, taken off or put on or whatever. Oh, that is the other thing too, isn't it? Chainmail, which is the armor I said they were wearing, is got proficiency problems. That is a yeah. So that is a heavy armor. Um, if you are wearing heavy armor and you are not uh, proficient with it, you're going to have disadvantage on basically everything. Um, if you have a strength score of less than 13, you're going to have your movement speed decreased by 10 feet. You can not wear the entire armor. You could okay. instead try to put it on in such a way that it's like, at a quick glance... Looks good. Yeah, appears to be. But it takes a like if you were to fully suit up, it would take a full ten minutes. Uh, I, I know Falcus. Disad- mm-hmm. I was. I think it's a disadvantage to have us in chainmail because having decrease, having disadvantage and decreased movement speed sucks. So if we can hodgepodge something, that's my boat. boat. Yeah, I have a strength score of eight. So same. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm spaghetti arms. Let's do this then. Putting on their armor would sort of shoot this plan in the foot. Let's do a trick that I saw, I think it might have been in the second season of Exandria Unlimited when they did a heist, which was saying retroactively that you planned for this, just like you were saying earlier about how, oh, well, let's say I brought extra clothes and let's say this and that. You are a disguise expert. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's have a disguise prepped. Okay. And instead of actually wearing the real chainmail, chainmail, um, do that instead. Okay. That's, Let's that say works. that that so. was yeah. That'll be. I'll do what they did in that game. Everybody gets one. Like you got a thing where like this is an obstacle that we can't overcome. I thought about this ahead of time, and then we cut to it, Ocean's Eleven style. <laughs> so we've got that going. I will say at this point. The shouting, you are convinced, has probably raised the suspicion level here. You are going to be able to get into the stockades and you're going to be able to use your disguise to play off like you are the guards. But a combination of they all know each other because they work in close proximity and the the suspicion level has gone up. So the DC for our charisma checks is going to go up a bit. We'll see how that plays out. What do you say we pick that up the next time we play, though? Yeah. That sounds good. Yep. And our, our plan wasn't like necessarily to take their place, but to potentially be other guards that came here to get these guards escorted away or something like that. 
Right, but like the hole in that plan is that like you can't walk here? into my place of work and be you like, yeah. yeah, I work here. Because I'd be like, no, you don't. <laughs> I know the people who work here and you're not them. Uh, but like having a, a uniform on and walking around in a place that's full of people, you might go less noticed is like kind of the best you can hope for. And that's perfectly cool. Infiltration successful. Butch is doing a great job at keeping most of the prison's staff distracted. Even in the worst case scenario, these guards will be drunk and unarmored, so the threat to our heroes is much lower. Ari and Falkus had a tough time with the first two on-duty guards, though. Will they be able to handle what awaits them in the next wing? And is Hogger too much of a wild card to be counted on? We'll have to wait until next time to find out when it's time to queue up for some more Heroic Dungeons and Dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.